0: Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, and Beyond. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And I thought today we would talk about PC gaming, how we got into PC gaming, and how we currently feel about the state of PC gaming. And I know probably this topic is a long time coming, and perhaps we've even discussed aspects of it in the past, but I've built a PC, uh, finally, (laughs) right, and I'm- Somewhat regularly using it to play video games now, which is apparently only strategy games. Well, yeah, we can we can get to that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I must say I love it. Um, I I love looking at it, <laughs> and I love using it, and you it's record just, on it now, right? Yeah, I'm recording on it. Uh This is the second episode that will come out with me recording on the PC, I believe, and um, it's it's just really neat, and I. And and as someone who's gotten into this perhaps much later than most people listening to this, as well as you two, I do feel like a sense of pride every time I turn it on because I built this thing with my two hands. You know, I picked the parts and I spent the labor putting it together and the troubleshooting.
1: $1,000 for the sense of pride and accomplishment. Right, yeah. But it is. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just making fun of the EA thing. Yeah, it is a sort of. I I totally agree with you. Like, it's a different experience than a console because you very much, but like, I don't know, people make analogs to, like, how Jedi have to build their lightsabers and stuff, which is, like, super nerdy, but also kind of apt. Yeah, I mean, like, it's,
0: like, obviously you could just order, like, a pre-built PC, but, like, there is something to the fact of, like you know, putting it together with your own hands, doing the research, picking the exact parts you want, and, like, uh just seeing it all come together. I still remember the first time I flipped it on and all the LEDs came on and the fans turned on. It was a magical sort of thing. Like, I, and I didn't foresee feeling that way, and it was great. And you earned it, too,
1: because it didn't come easy.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I guess a little bit of background. So, I actually started the build for this during COVID, right? So, like, Around the same time I built mine. I think so, I yeah. Right. So, like, this was still in the thick of COVID. No vaccines yet. You know, like, like, what, like, 2020, I believe this was? Yeah. And I had ordered a series of parts, and I received all of them, and I put my PC together, but the only thing I was missing with was, was a graphics card. And obviously... Uh, I wanted a 30 series car, specifically a 3070, and those were almost impossible to come by at the time. And I did, you know, try, right? Like, I, I it's not like I was F5ing every day like a maniac, but, like, I did proactively keep an eye out. But no such luck until uh, here we are in 2022, right? Like, a few months Crypto's ago.
1: crashing, stuff's finally available again.
0: Yeah, a few months ago, I was able to get my hands on a 3070 Ti. And I thought, okay, yeah, like, I am overpaying a little bit for this, but I believe this is probably the, you know, the closest I'm going to get to building the PC I want, and the opportunity has presented itself, so why not? So I did it, and installed it, and after a little troubleshooting, I have a PC now, and uh, it's great. But yeah, obviously you two have been PC gaming for years and years and years now.
1: Uh, why yeah, don't Your, your you experience guys, yeah. starting out was vastly different from mine because when I got into PC gaming, it was not more expensive than a console for me. It was like PS3, Xbox 360 era. Both of those were like 400 bucks or something, I think. Or more. Yeah, well,
0: PS3 was 600 when it came out.
1: Yeah, this was later in okay, the lifespan. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> and I already had a PS3. But I built my first PC, I think it was $450, something like that, and it was not great. It was like a little stronger than a PS3 or an Xbox 360, but those consoles were like five or six years old at this point, so of course it was stronger than they were. So you must have been like, what, middle school? Yeah, I was in middle school. My dad helped that's me That's crazy. Build it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really pick out a lot of parts. No, that's not true. No, I did pick out all the parts for this. I did a bad job picking out the parts oh
0: yeah well, like, you were, I, I you think were so my young first
1: graphics card it was like a gts 450 it was before gtx even okay yeah or it was like weaker than gtx i forget but it was an nvidia card and uh it, it did okay i didn't have a 1080p monitor so it was like 1366 by 768 i remember and because i was at such a low resolution games ran pretty dang well on it and i had a good time I was able to run most games at that resolution at like higher ultra for my four hundred and fifty dollar PC. Hey,
0: your your resolution was better than the console contemporaries at the time. Really? Yeah, they were seven twenty twenty, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was running, yeah, I was running games on ultra settings, better. And I, I mean, that was uh Battlefield Three was like the big PC game I played on that. I played that with my buddies. Nice. Yeah. Battlefield, uh, Battlefield Three and Battlefield Bad Company Two were like the big ones. Yeah, My, I my actual like... first, like, PC gaming exposure, it was all MMOs. I was playing, like, mm. Mabel's Story didn't need a good computer, but, like, Mabinogi, Flife, a ton of, like, terrible Korean MMOs that I played. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, if, we're, if we're counting the actual games, right, like, you know my history with MMOs as well. Like, I think we all have a history with MMOs. Uh, I, I, I don't really. really. Nice a, it, it was a huge upgrade for Minecraft, too. I forgot about that. I was playing Java Minecraft a ton, oh and I God. could, like, finally play it at a decent frame rate and that was incredible yeah
0: i remember minecraft being a defining pc experience for me but yeah, yeah like minecraft
2: minecraft is the is the stress tester for your pc and <laughs> that
1: era era of game oh and spore spore was a big one too because my old computer could barely run spore it was like that that was a big one that i i bro- broke in the new pc with i was very excited nice yeah yeah, the and that was my, I've only had three PCs that I built, and that was the first one. Yeah, I mean, I
0: don't foresee myself replacing this, <laughs> I, I want at least 10 years out of this thing, you know what I mean, like, yeah, before I seriously replace, like, all the parts or whatever, but.
1: Yeah, and I ended up selling that PC later to a friend, actually, in retrospect, I kind of overcharged him, but I ended up selling it to a buddy for, like, 400, 400 bucks, maybe 300 bucks. Either way, kind of overcharged him a little, probably. Mm-hmm. But he just wanted a PC to, like, play Skyrim on and stuff. And, uh, you know, it might have only been 200 and 200 actually would have been a fair price. It was a really long time ago. Anyway, I built my second PC, and that time my budget was, like, $800. So this time I'm, like, well into, like, more Mid- expensive console yeah. territory. Yeah, but this one was, like, it was stronger than a PS4 and an yeah. Xbox One, and I bought it before a ps4 or xbox one were even available like well before yeah that checks out and uh had a good time on it lasted me until 2020 it got me all through high school basically very fun fun times were had i still have it actually i still use um it was that was when i got into like incremental upgrades as i went so it probably wasn't stronger when I first built it, but by the time the PS4 and Xbox One came out, it was stronger because I had upgraded the graphics card and stuff.
0: Right. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, as someone who did this recently, like built a PC recently, to hear that you did this in like sixth grade or whatever is is pretty crazy, you know. Well, like,
1: my dad works in IT, so I had right very yeah. competent help. So,
0: how about yeah. you, Mike? What was your See, my intro? My parents
1: were like
2: pre-built animals. They just like pre-built. I didn't build my first PC until I was, or completely build mine from scratch until I was out of college. It's like 2018, 2019. Really? Yeah. No, I had I had a pre-built before that that I had just kind of cobbled together parts into. So.
0: But even cobbling together parts, you know, that's, you know, that's yeah, half the experience. Half, I mean, the experience. half the experience. Yeah. Like. I had been working the- with computers before that, though, because all
2: my computers previous to that had some kind of upgrades or installation or anything like I think I installed my first video card when I was in sixth grade
1: yeah <laughs> like, and that's like that was basically because my dad did most of it like actual yeah. hardware stuff like I was there and helping mm-hmm. I learned but, I
2: literally learned the computer eternals by myself on my own in like sixth or seventh grade
1: no my that, dad that's built cool me like right before that insane computers before I built my own I had this big I had this like behemoth PC it wasn't even that good but it was like gigantic like it was like the size of a desk and it yeah. like, had two processors in it which is like nuts like two graphics cards is not like ridiculous that's a thing people do but I've never seen another computer two that CPUs had two processors in <laughs> yeah. It. yeah that's crazy and it didn't even work that
0: well <laughs> it was kind of wild But it must have been, like, a really good bonding experience, you
1: being as young as you are building
0: that with your dad. Yeah.
1: And my dad, where he works IT, he had, like, the parts that don't matter that much. Like, I don't know that we paid for my motherboard or RAM, and I know that we didn't pay for my case. Like, we just... Nice. He just had dead computers laying around, and we, like, salvaged a case. And it was, like, an office computer case. It didn't look good, like, but... And this was, like, long before, like... Gaming hardware wasn't really, like, it existed, but it wasn't nearly as big as it is now. So you were not seeing these PCs that have, like, the big tempered glass side panels. And Yeah, that was that's a recent thing. RGB hadn't really kicked up yet. I remember it was, like, 2012 or something, I think, when I built my second PC. And it has this, like, little tiny window on the side that you can see in. And I thought that was, like, the coolest thing in the world. See, mine doesn't have any tempered glass sides. Mine's a
2: solid black case. And I bought it intentionally because it didn't have a tempered glass side.
1: I like the tempered glass side. I love seeing into my PC. I, I I was like very careful with my cable management on my newest build and stuff. Yeah, mine. I'm not a big regularly. fan of t- tempered glass. It's not for everybody. You got to keep it yeah. clean. You got to like. It also shatters easy, which is scary. But so I've got a side of my t- monitor. Or- black
0: tinted, <laughs> black tinted temper gra- tempered glass panel on the side of my PC, so you can see into it, but it's like tinted slightly so it's not completely transparent and it's a really nice look and i like mine's it
1: ever so slightly tinted but like I, my rgb is not real bright i can see all the details on my motherboard i got like a black motherboard and everything i i same picked attractive yeah. parts and everything so yeah
0: my pc looks quite sleek maybe i'll i don't know could probably send I you guys a screenshot a or something i
1: have in my new case my old case didn't have this but it has like a huge box that you can stick all your ugly hard drives into and stuff. So you don't have to look at them. And that's like, huge. yeah, I've,
0: I think I have something similar. Actually, yeah. I don't, I'm not using any HDDs right now. I was thinking I could buy one for cheap,
1: but like you can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm currently using an M2 SSD. I have um, like a
1: bulk four terabyte hard drive. Yeah. And I was thinking I, I have a one like terabyte that. or maybe two terabyte SSD that I put my games on and stuff. And I've been thinking about buying another M2 because prices are going down on them. Especially yeah. with the Steam Deck being out. So, like, people are buying them left and right. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the M2, like, as someone...
0: So, let me backtrack a little bit, right? So, like, I've played PC games my whole life, right? Like, my parents had a pre-bought, like, Dell PC just for, like, you know, as the home computer or whatever. Like, Rune as I was growing up. Yeah, I played, like, RuneScape on it, Apple Story on it, tried to play RPGs on it, right? Like, nothing too demanding or intensive, but, like... <laughs> and that thing was running, like windows vista or whatever on it like it was uh definitely a throwback machine but like i could run the games i wanted to run like and those mmos are designed to be like highly scalable right because like all sorts of people who aren't necessarily like you know building gaming pcs or playing these games and uh yeah so like if we're counting that i've been pc gaming forever
1: right like i count that because yeah like i was I count my early days of Minecraft and like even once I had a gaming PC, like it was still Minecraft, Terraria, MMOs for a while before I like fully yeah. replaced my console. With and let's PC. not, yeah, go
2: ahead, Mike. Like the bulk of my gaming on PC before I really got like a proper gaming PC was all in RTSs and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, real time strat or, uh, turn-based strategy games. Like, I was playing... like The first PC game I ever played was Command & Conquer Red Alert 1.
1: Yeah. So you guys probably didn't have the... Th- this might be an experience, like, kind of specific to me. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have felt this, but I, I don't know how many of our listeners will relate. But I got into PC gaming in middle school long before anybody else I knew did, which meant that I had nobody to play any games with other than Minecraft, like...
0: Yeah, I distinctly remember middle school, high school, everyone was on, you know, on was Xbox. Xbox, Xbox. It was I had a PlayStation, PlayStation yeah. so it was, it was miserable. Mostly it was 360. Was
1: reason, like, very late high school that like some of my friends started getting jobs and were able to like buy a laptop or build a PC. And suddenly I had some people to play with, but they were too busy working, so I still didn't get to play with them much. It really wasn't until college when people started getting really into PC gaming and then crossplay crossplay was like the game changer like crossplay is really what introduced the no compromises pc to the world because even you know even when you could afford like the best pc in the world you were still gonna have you weren't gonna be able to play with your friends that couldn't do that and now you can so there's like it's really just kind of perfect now especially like it, it really there's never been a better time to be a pc gamer other than the fact that it's really expensive now yeah And I I think it's going to go back because I really do believe that the natural equilibrium is that PCs cost about what a console does, but you have to like put more work into it and you get a better experience for that work. That's like where it thrives and we're not there right now. Right now, it's still way more expensive to build a PC. Unless you get like a Steam Deck or something, but I I don't have a Steam Deck, so I can't really talk about that meaningfully. But yeah, I guess just to uh,
0: fill in the gaps for the, for my history, right? Like starting in college, I had a laptop that I used for obviously college, but also for gaming, right? So it was a gaming capable laptop. Uh, And that's where I really got introduced to the 4X strategy games that I still love today. Like Civilization Five. I've told the story many times that freshman year of college, I got introduced to that and it was like getting sucked into a black hole. Yeah. And uh I've loved PC strategy games ever since and my only sort of avenue to experience those up until now was my laptop, right? And you know, since then I've replaced my gaming laptop with a better gaming laptop, but like gaming laptop was my way to experience PC gaming for many many years. It's only earlier this year that I finally built a dedicated PC and it's uh it's definitely better, I think. Like, you know, like the my laptop right now has a quote unquote 3070 in it, right? But it's a laptop 3070, not like a so it's real a 3060. Basically. Yeah, 3070, but like, yeah, like my PC can run circles around my laptop, even though ha- on paper they have similar specs.
1: Yeah, Nvidia really shouldn't. Their their naming for their laptop GPUs is very misleading. Yeah, because it really is. It's it's a level down. So if you have a 37 in your laptop, what you really have is a 3060 essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I guess another thing I want to talk about is like how you decide where you're going to buy your games now that you are split between PC and console, because my, it it wasn't like this immediately for me, but my philosophy is now essentially if it's available on PC, that's where I'm going to play it because that's where I'm going to have the best experience almost every time.
0: So I'm okay. I guess we'll get this out of the way. Cause I'm still a bit of a weirdo, right? Like PlayStation is still my primary place to play. But if I have friends who are playing a game on PC or like, if it's a strategy game that I'm really interested in and it's available everywhere else, I'll still buy it on PC. Right? Like, so PC, it's like a weird kind of separation thing in my head, right? Like PC still for me is the, where I go to play my strategy games, right? And I'm like, yeah. okay with that and or play multiplayer games with my friends. If they're doing like, for instance, my cousin and my friend were, we and I were all playing the forest and the forest, if you guys don't know, is like a first person survival game. Um, and it's available on everything, but you know, they were on PC. So I played it on PC with them and it was great. I had a great time it looked really good it ran at a high frame rate and i wouldn't get that on console so definitely
1: enjoyed that yeah Um, do you think your pc would ever be like where you go for shooter games too like do you think you'll ever see i still haven't a lot of people
0: do i still haven't made
1: the jump to it'll be comfortable with keyboard mouse painful for like a while it took me a very long time to get good with a mouse but that's the thing, like I
0: haven't really tried playing a shooter yet. I'm I yeah. suppose I could give it a shot, but like I've just been I've just been playing, you know, strategy games, multiplayer games, Stanley Parable. Playing
1: uh Valorant with a controller.
0: Yeah, that was that was really painful. <laughs> like last year or whatever when I decided yeah. to
1: do that. Definitely don't think I'll ever do that again, but it's really funny that you did it though.
0: Yeah. But like I imagine for you guys, right, like when you jumped to PC, that was the jump, right? Like now you play everything on PC unless it's like an exclusive like on a Nintendo console or uh, not at whatever. first. Whatever. Yeah.
1: No, not at first. Okay. At first it was actually like it it mattered whether or not my friends because I had a PS3. So if I had friends that were going to get it on PlayStation, that was where I would get it. Or uh You know, there there were there also were like a lot of games that a lot of games just didn't come to PC. They weren't necessarily ps3 exclusives they just didn't come to pc they were console exclusives mm-hmm. and that came up a lot and then there's the for a long time i i don't really bother with this anymore but for a long time my nintendo switch i was like do i want it portable do i buy you know indie games do i buy them on switch or on steam and now i've pretty much landed i'm always going to buy it on steam because i don't play video games in public very often anymore but yeah, I wouldn't say that it was, like, an immediate, like, I'm a PC gamer now. It was it was a slow transition for me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, like, I'm mid-transition or I'm just content where I am right now, but, like, I pretty much use my PC, Switch, and PS5, like, almost to an even degree. And the one I use the least is the Xbox, which is I mean, a Xbox, bit redundant even, at this point,
1: but... There's basically no point in it when you have yeah. Game Pass on PC, like, and all the Xbox games on PC, and there, there basically are no Xbox console exclusives. Yeah,
0: so. not anymore. But yeah, I mean, like, that's where I am right now, and I'm totally
1: content with that. Like, I enjoy having options, I guess. Yeah. I'm kind of at the point right now... And until some of the recent developments, I was going to buy a PS5 eventually. Like, I wanted to play Spider-Man. I wanted to play Yeah. A, a couple games. But now I'm at a point where, like, I really just can't justify buying a PS5 anymore. It it just seems like a bad purchase for me for me personally. Because I'd rather play them on PC anyway, even if I have to wait a year. Right, yeah. And that said, I still, you know, you haven't had to deal with it much yet, maybe. But sloppy ports are still a plague. That they finally fixed elden ring that or i fixed my pc i don't know which one it was but i finally like got a fair fight with the elden beast
0: that's so, crazy that's it yeah. took
1: months for that to happen yeah that's yeah. that's something i
0: definitely wary of yeah it's not fun but it does happen but yeah what about what about you mike
2: uh i i kind of made the transition all at once Because I'd always been a PC gamer at heart, even during my console era, like, I'd still be playing mostly PC games. Right. It's just, at the time, I had a $200 laptop that could barely function, let alone play a game, so i just play console instead. As my PC got more powerful, I played less and less console games to the point where I don't even know where my PS4 is anymore. (laughs) i've I've misplaced it and it's gone forever
0: yeah i imagine like your st- kind of progression is how most people progress when they get into pc gaming like my cousin has had a you know has been into pay- pc gaming for for years and years now and i think the last console he owned was maybe like a like a the original ps4 or something like he yeah, I have- you know like most people sort of grow out of consoles or whatever but And especially, you know, like, like you said now, Connor, now that like everything is coming to PC, that that's more justifiable than ever,
1: unless you're, you know, want to play Nintendo games or something. Like, because the PC is now, it's not the equivalent of a PlayStation or an Xbox. It's equivalent to a PlayStation and an Xbox and possibly a better experience than either, depending on how nice of a PC you build. And that's, that's a hard sell, (laughs) like to get a console when that exists, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I guess, Especially like,
1: because you need a computer in your house anyway. It's very difficult to live without a computer of some kind. Yeah, but I imagine
0: most people have a laptop. Like, people who aren't gamers or whatever have a laptop as their computer and not a desktop. Yeah,
1: but, like, say you need a new laptop and that timing lines up with when you would want to build a gaming PC. You know, mm-hmm. the two to $400 you would have spent on your laptop can go towards your PC budget, and suddenly, like, those prices don't seem that bad anymore. <laughs>
0: Right. But yeah, this does lead into the discussion of, like, PC gaming where it is today, and I would argue that it's never been better, right? Like, uh, we're kind of in an unprecedented time where previously these exclusives were, were always relegated to console, and, like, that was the main reason, right? Like, to get a console, right? Like, you bought a console, you bought a PlayStation to play Uncharted, to play you know, God of War, to play The Last of Us, etc. You bought an Xbox to play Halo, to play Gears of War. But now, you know, first with Microsoft, right, everything is day and day with PC, has been like that for a while now. And now even PlayStation, right, their exclusives, their biggest exclusives that I would thought would probably not come to PC for many, many years are getting announced, right? Like, we're getting Spider-Man, we're getting The Last Spider- of Us. Spider-Man is insane. Yeah, like... And it's like to me, you know, obviously Spider Man is their biggest game, but The Last of Us is something I associate so much with PlayStation. Like, I feel like that is basically their DNA. And the fact that they're throwing their remake of The Last of Us on PC shows that, like, PlayStation is definitely a changed company, right? Like, everything coming to PC within a year of release, or at least that's how it seems, right? With The Last of Us 1, right, like coming out this fall, already announced a PC port, right? God of War, like, obviously these are all older games now, but like, with their new PC strategy with Nixus, like, we're going to see more and more PC games. So, you're going to get your Sony exclusives on PC now, you already get Microsoft exclusives on PC,
1: so and then I you guess get the, the weird indie games too that like never you, make it to console. You get
0: all the indie games, right? Like yeah. I, so I guess like if we're being objective about it, the only real reason to buy a console now is for Nintendo games.
1: Or or for the console experience. Like I I don't I guess you could argue that that's a subjective reason, but they're... you know, you buy a PlayStation and yeah. you know your games going to work, you know that.
0: And as someone who, you know, argued that in the past but like couldn't really back it up because i don't have a pc now that i have a pc like i definitely still respect and back that viewpoint that like there is something to the console experience a really simplified like you just turn it on boom you're in the game right like there is something yeah, to that I mean,
1: if there wasn't something to that experience then all these companies wouldn't be working so hard to create that experience on PC with, like, Steam Big Picture and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. With PC, like, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, it's a lot more variables in play, right? Like, a lot more things going on, right? Which could be good, right? Like, you can install mods, you can tweak the graphic settings, et cetera. But, like, the double, the uh, the downside to that is that, like,
1: if something goes wrong, you're the one who's going to have to, like, figure out what's wrong. Yeah, and it's, again, it's never been better than it is now. Agreed, yeah. I I remember times in the past, I would download these terrible free Korean MMOs, and I would spend more time trying to get them to work than I would playing them, because that was before, it might not have been before Steam, but it was before Steam had non-Valve games on it. It was before, you know, it was before stuff was standardized, and you'd have to, like, download drivers, you'd have to, like you know troubleshoot all these different things and like mess with settings and all this and now you can be pretty assured when you buy a pc game it's either going to run immediately and be fine or you should probably just return it because the amount of work you're going to have to do to get that game to work is probably stupid (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i i yeah and that that's kind of where i'm at like with exceptions like Elden Ring, where it kind of works, but it's a terrible port, and then they fix it down the line, that happens a lot. There's a lot of that that comes out of, I think it's worse Japanese games than Western, although that's not necessarily fair because, what was that big game last year uh, that ended up? Deathloop. Deathloop was a terrible PC port. I think
2: it, I think we are in the era, though, where PC ports are getting better and better and more like they're designed for PC rather than being a shoddy port from console.
1: yeah. Yeah, because I, uh,
2: the Xbox 360 generation, PS3 generation, had a lot of ports that were just directly ports of console games.
1: Yeah, Skyrim is so infamous for how terrible its inventory was to use on PC. That was like one of the first mods everybody installed was a better Sky inventory. UI, yeah.
2: Sky UI, yeah. uh, every, literally every game from that generation when it was released on PC has one of the worst inventories. Other than I think Borderlands 2's inventory is not bad.
1: No, Borderlands 2 is pretty good, but I think Borderlands Borderlands and Battlefield were both kind of famously designed PC first and then ported yeah, to the consoles.
0: That's that's kind of how you have to do it because PC uses a different control scheme. Yeah. I mean, it makes more sense nowadays too because like especially with these consoles that are just basically PCs just with a fancy custom OS slapped over them, right? Like Yeah. It's easier like, than ever to develop your games, you know, for the thing Xbox about- PC PlayStation
2: the thing about designing for console first, it's really hard to make a good PC UI, but a good console UI just has to be functional.
0: Yeah. yeah like, well, There's different also standards like, there. Right. Like you're also dealing with a different mode of input, right? Like with consoles, yeah. more often than not, you're dealing with a controller and you have to yeah. design the UI around making sense with a controller. Whereas PC, you have a mouse, yeah, when I,
1: right? When I'm on a controller, if the inventory works, I'm usually like, all right, this works. I'm fine. When I'm on PC, there's like a certain amount of like speed. I'm used to being an efficiency. Right. I'm used to being able to do stuff with a mouse and like get what, stuff done. What and really
2: if, bothers me yeah. on PC UI is any push hold to interact. Oh my god! In yeah. the menu, no, like no Man's, you, no Man's Sky does Sky. it. Yeah, <laughs> like that should be an option to turn off, especially on PC where I'm deliberately doing an action and it's never a misinput.
1: Yeah. I also I, I have one huge beef, and I'll never I've I brought it up on the show before, and I'll never understand it. So many people have their PC hooked up to a TV or have Steam Link available to them or something right now. Why are developers taking split screen out of their games on PC? And they they are in many cases deliberately just removing the option because you can get a mod like the code is still there, it still runs. The setting, like the option in the menu is just not there anymore.
0: Well, I, would, I don't know why I would almost argue this? that's not even just a PC problem. I think just gaming in general, unfortunately, is moving away from split screen co-op. co-op. Right, right. Yeah, but even games that yeah.
1: come with couch co-op on console have it removed in PC a lot of the time. Like Minecraft, for instance. Minecraft has couch co-op on every console. Why does bed, Bedrock Minecraft not have a split screen option on PC? There's no. Yeah, excuse that's crazy. For it.
0: Yeah. I yeah. guess there's just this perception of like you're going to be at your desk or whatever and on a monitor and not on your couch with like others.
1: And it's literally <laughs> like the same executable that runs on Xbox One and PC, I'm pretty sure. And the only difference is they, they have to go in and make sure they take out Couch Co op. Like, I would love to sit and play Minecraft on my couch with people. That's, it's such a good game for that. And like, this isn't new. This is like Left 4 Dead 2 did not have split screen on PC. Granted, the culture was different. Not a lot of people had their PC hooked up to a TV back then. But yeah,
2: back in the day, not people had like one monitor
1: yeah, but yeah, that's the other thing. Everybody's got two monitors now. Why can't why can't I have one monitor? My friend it, on a controller mm. has the other monitor and we play it the you, in game together. Like today
2: today's hot controversial take. If you have a PC and you don't have two monitors, what are you doing?
1: Uh-oh. Do you have two monitors, Amid? I don't, but I was actually, I, have a actually plan, I was planning on getting <laughs> two getting two
2: monitors year. has changed my life. I went from one monitor to two monitor and it's changed everything. All right, Just so now like, I can, you know, do things on one. Yeah, I know. Like something up in the other. At one now, point my, my for work. That, Mike, at one point ultra-wide. for work.
0: I will. I want to say just really quick. One point for work. I believe I had four monitors and it was oh, just yeah. glorious. It's a game changer. But like, yeah. I can't yeah.
1: imagine doing game development on one monitor. It's painful. Like, oh yeah. A, Unity alone takes up two monitors for me. But um I will say the exception, at least for productivity, an, an ultra wide monitor, especially at Windows 11, has these features to like. Really easily snap windows to like certain sizes on your screen. If you've got like a 4K ultra wide monitor, you have more, you have in a literal sense, you have more screen real estate than I have with my two monitors. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that doesn't I was work thinking a well lot for, about like if I ever want to upgrade my monitor, ultra wide is probably the way I want to go. I kind
1: of want the QDO LED ultra wide. Um, the Alienware one? Yeah. That, there's that, only yeah, one. that looks yeah. really good. Yeah. It looks really good. I, I've been like on, I've like had it in my cart and stuff looking at it. But I will say that doesn't work well for one use case, which is I'm playing a video game. I want that video game to be full screen, but I also want to watch YouTube or have a live stream on my second monitor. You just can't do that on an ultra-wide monitor. You can't full screen a game without having it take up the whole screen, mm. obviously. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. It's
2: it's super useful if you want to do any kind of content creation too, because having that second oh, monitor oh absolutely, Oh yeah, if you is. want
1: to stream, you need your chat. Yeah, So important. So I actually, yeah. So I, I was like super proud of this new desk I built and stuff. But I was like looking, and I was like, I can just keep my keep my nice monitor now, get rid of my dumpy old monitor, and then add an ultra wide. But if I add the ultra wide, I do not know that I have room for my yeah. current monitor anymore. And that's kind of an or, or not without it being blocked by my mic arm and stuff. This is kind of getting very into the the nature of my setup and stuff. But
0: I mean, that's all part of the PC experience.
1: I think it's you so know, customizable. Like. I mean, I guess you I have could a, have this on console, but it makes a lot more sense on PC. I've got my like very clean desk with my very nice mouse and mechanical keyboard, and I've got my monitor on like a swivel, and I've got my mic on a, a you know a boom arm a boom and everything arm. and stuff. And that's just not—it's it's a very comfortable setup that you're not going to see a lot of console console. I feel rigs like have.
2: I feel like the depth of PC gaming is when you get yourself a dedicated microphone.
1: I would also like, say, you, you know too what, deep. and there's no good reason for this, Discord is game-changing for, like, the PC gaming landscape, and it's yeah. very annoying to me that it's not, like, just available on consoles. I don't understand why it's not. I, Discord- I believe it,
0: it Discord is in the process of being integrated with PlayStation right now, which is okay. going to be a huge positive, because their party
1: system is pure detritus. Because it's not like, bad yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not terrible right now. But like, I play a lot of games with my friends on Xbox, and they just have their laptop open and have Discord open and stuff, and that's fine, but I feel like it would be a better experience for them, especially like a lot yeah. of he- gaming headsets and stuff now have to have like two two inputs and outputs so that you can plug it into your phone for Discord and your console for game audio. Like, they that's have, a common They have feature. that now? Yeah. Whoa.
2: that's mind-blowing. But Discord is such a game-changer because... Discord saw a market space to combine IRC chats, which were being used pretty heavily back oh in my the God. day.
1: Dude, I was on there. I was on TeamSpeak I was, and the team on Speak IRC. And, uh, and
2: it combined <laughs> them both. The only people that use TeamSpeak now are
0: Armour Groups because they can't use Discord for
2: their in-game chat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Discord Discord just needs to be integrated into everything. Yeah, the, like, o- that's I would the thing even Discord's argue- missing is
1: that like, I kind of wish video games could like have a pop up come up that is like do you want to join a local discord for this game instead of having to incorporate their own um their own in game chat because discord works so well that i would much rather yeah have discord than have a chat in the game
0: i would even argue that discord is so good and this won't ever happen because of stigma that like companies should adopt it for their workspace chat You know, like, yeah, it's so good that like
1: like, I know some game development studios do.
0: Well, game development studios, but like, you know, Apple isn't going to do that, right? Like, but like Microsoft's not going to do that because they use like teams or whatever. But Discord, from what I've seen, blows all the other options out of the water. And, you know, like obviously companies aren't going to do that because they don't like Discord is very much associated with video games but like just as like a communication app
1: it stands head and shoulders above everything it else.
2: even does it does like streaming better than zoom does
1: it also like it kind of snuck up on me but discord has in many ways like replaced a lot of things like i used to i used to use skype a lot for, for one thing i i was a pc gamer back when skype was how me and my yeah. friends talked that was very frustrating but like discord has replaced it's replaced Teamspeak. It's replaced Skype. It's replaced group chats for me. Like a lot of my friends, like I don't know anybody. I I don't think that doesn't have Discord on their phone. And most group chats I'm in are just Discords now. Yeah, yeah. And that like ours. That's how we talk now. <laughs> like
2: yeah, yeah, we've completely abandoned Slack. Yeah, and There's plus only, like, you know two like people that use that Slack now.
0: It's a great sort of equalizer from the mobile perspective, right? Because like iOS has their you know, blue bubbles that their Wi-Fi oh chats God, yeah. that they that's enjoy. Why right. Snapchat
1: for that reason. And like,
0: open, obviously the, yeah. like I've talked to many iOS users who don't like texting me because they get green bubbles or whatever. Discord. It's all just wifi chatting and that
1: sort of evens the playing field. So yeah, that's another positive for it, I guess. Yeah. And it also like, is just really nice. It, it's better than party systems because like I can have a discord server and nobody's on, but I, I'm going to be playing a game for a bit. So I hop on the Discord server and then somebody else just sees like, oh, Connor's on. I'll hop on for a bit and we'll talk for a bit. And that like, there's no competition in that market. Like, yeah. you can't do that with PlayStation parties. It is crazy
0: how how they just nailed every aspect. They nailed the voice chat aspect. They nailed the video chat aspect. They nailed like the hangout aspect, like the streaming aspect. Like,
1: That's actually something me and my buddy Antonio really like to do. We were into Noita for a long time and we would just both hop on discord and we'd both share our screen and toss the other's gameplay up on our second monitor so that we, you know it's not a multiplayer game but like we were just kind of hanging out while we played it and we could see what the other one was doing yeah and that was just sick like <laughs> it was it was super cool pc and that that's another thing you're you're not going to get on console that's a pc exclusive yeah not feature. yet not yet at least actually, i do yeah actually no that's not true not yet doesn't playstation 5 have uh well, I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, right there. Uh, well, they oh that
0: specific feature, yes, that yeah. like you can have a buddy like watch you play your game or whatever, not yeah, on like you, a
1: second monitor, but you can have it like in a little pop up like, window. Yeah, right? pop up
0: like snap yeah. to a section of the screen, which is really nice.
1: Yeah, no, but that's, like, that's passable as getting the same. But
0: I do feature, hope yeah. like we get full Discord integration with PlayStation because like I I from firsthand experience, you're no playing playstation games with my friends like it's so frustrating like sometimes we just have discord open on our phones sometimes we use the in-game chat system like be nice to have like just one unifying thing
1: yeah the only time i like an in-game chat is like instances like phasmophobia where it's proximity chat yeah that's actually like super good and i wish more games did proximity chat because i think proximity chat would add a lot to minecraft and i don't know why it's not in there by default i think it would add a lot to a lot of games it does proximity chat makes games feel more alive yeah it makes it weirdly even though you talk to people less it makes it feel more social to me
2: yeah i think that's my favorite part about games like uh hell let loose and squad is the proximity chat because most of like the real fun moments come through proximity chat yeah like without proximity chat i never would have made the comment that i can't fix somebody that fell from the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) like i mean it it adds like that in that little interaction
0: I mean, it adds so much realism, right? Like,
1: because
2: yeah.
0: like you can only talk to people who are next to you or near you.
2: I mean, oh my they, god, and being games able to do negotiate have, like cross like cross group chat or like squad chat or whatever. But proximity I, chat is how you cro- talk between squads.
1: I think it's more common in like Escape from Tarkov now, but I remember like in the early PUBG days. I remember negotiating my way out of a standoff through proximity chat, and that was <laughs> just like, all awesome
2: That's just part of the fun of proxy.
1: Uh huh yeah phasmophobia does it well too phasmophobia does it so well because it has the walkie talkies that can go out and yeah
2: like you just hear someone making weird noises down the hall (laughs) trying to taunt the ghost
1: they're common in vr any game that supports vr is probably going to have proxy chat which is nice but yeah i yeah this is this has been a wild tangent but
2: (laughs) i mean it's pc related because you don't get proxy chat that often on console no it is
1: pretty uncommon well, how how often do people even have mics on console these days? Because nobody it's, I know on console owns a mic anymore.
2: I mean, with Call of Duty getting rid
0: of, like, lobby
1: I mean, chat, here's
0: the thing. it's like, kind of pointless. It's tough for me to gauge
1: because, like,
0: I mostly play single-player games. But, like, yeah. when I do play multiplayer games, obviously all my friends have mics and stuff. But, like, and, like, I do remember, like, the last Call of Duty game I played was Cold War, like, maybe a year ago. And, like, you still get that, like... 360 era like someone's just got something like blaring in the background. Like got their music. (laughs) Their babies crying or something (laughs) like I don't know. Like but you just go like I always just go in and mute all before a match starts.
2: Like the Call of Duty experience back in the day was that lobby chat. Like you'd go back into a lobby after the game with everyone that you just fought and then they were yelling at you. Yeah, that was
0: racial slurs and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. that
2: was that was kind of part of the experience. Another big advantage
1: PC has, I I do feel like most people that have a PC have a mic. I don't yeah. think I know anybody that has a gaming PC that doesn't have a mic, even if it's just a laptop mic or something. But even if they don't have a mic, you cannot have a PC without a keyboard. <laughs> so you have yeah. communication no matter what. Yeah. With everyone you're playing with. And that's kind of huge. Some, you know, something you can't expect in a console game. Yeah. With console
0: games, they have like the pop-up digital keyboard, but that thing is just so cumbersome to use. Like, yeah.
1: Which is Maybe, like, for like, one
0: to two word responses,
1: but, like, you can't get anything complicated, communicated. There's no reason this should be PC exclusive. I don't know if Steam, if Valve, like, has a patent on it or something, but, like, the Steam controller keyboard was really good, and I could type really fast on it. Like, not as fast as with a normal keyboard, but fast enough that, like, I could Wasn't it controlled by
2: two analog sticks?
1: Yeah. Yeah well it was controlled by the two touchpads but there's no reason it couldn't be controlled by two analog sticks.
2: Yeah, I think that's I think when you use another controller that not the steam controller but supports the input style, yeah. yeah, it just uses both analog sticks.
1: And it works great. I don't understand why consoles haven't like adopted that style because it works really well. Like a whole maybe so really saying, well as an is there exaggeration, a f- physical
0: keyboard on the controller? No. No. So what what are you suggesting? Just like uh a use the touchpad as a trackpad?
1: No, it so it could be two sticks, but it like instead of having one cursor, you have two cursors and you're not hovering over a letter, it's like almost like a cursor that moves when you move the stick. Like Yeah,
2: it's it's like a, fi- a more granular input thing. Yeah, so
1: it's not like I move the stick up and the cursor goes up. It's more like if I slide the cursor up, I'm over one letter. If I push the cursor up farther, I'm over a different letter, if that makes sense. And you have huh. two of them and like the left trigger presses a button on the left cursor and the right trigger presses a button on the right cursor. And you can type really fast that way. And it really doesn't have a high learning curve. I'm doing a bad job explaining this. So if you like Google Steam Controller keyboard or even the Steam Deck has it too, I'm pretty sure. You'll see like why this is so good. And I don't understand why it's not more common. The other thing I don't understand why is it more common is that like wildly Nintendo is the one that got this right. But the ability to use your phone as a microphone for your video game is really smart because everyone has a phone.
0: <laughs> so I know, f- I think all three can do this now. Okay. I believe I've done this with Nintendo. I've done this with Xbox and with PlayStation. All three, like their respective apps. You have to use the PlayStation app. You have to use the Xbox app. You have to
1: use the Switch app. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good feature that they have done. Yeah, but you can obviously do that on PC by just using Discord as well. Right.
0: You guys have any final thoughts?
1: Nah, really. I don't think so. I just li- I just like my PC.
0: Yeah, definitely glad I. Uh, at the right. Young oh no, age I do. I do have one I've final thought. PC.
1: Yeah. Uh, that I kind of forgot to go over, which is that like this is this is more of a like a personal story where I was kind of being a bad friend, <laughs> but. I remember when I first got into PC gaming, I was like kind of a douche about it. I remember you felt like, superior or whatever. Yeah, I would go to friends' houses and like see their twenty to thirty frames per second Xbox 360 on a seven twenty <laughs> screen, and I like, and I genuinely like it was not great. A lot of Xbox 360 games look really bad, and you can't even like really tell what's going on. And I would like whine about it and stuff. But Connor like, be a Connor out there like peasants. If my I could go.
2: Superior PC 60 FPS.
1: If I could go back in time, oh. I would not be my own friend. I was being very yeah. bad.
0: No, I mean, like,
2: <laughs> have long hair at the time.
1: I did. I yeah. mean,
0: PC. Long blonde hair. Like, yeah. there is that. You know, Are There's memes blonde. of, like, the master race and stuff like that. So, like, there is, like, a bit of a <laughs> reputation for PC gamers, like.
1: But there was also, like.
0: Flexing their superiority or whatever.
1: You go over and, like, my friends are like, yeah, you want to play? Like, I'm, I was okay at shooters. I was pretty good at them. And my friends are like, oh, I want to play multiplayer with you. And then they hand me a controller and I'm like, I I oh. can't do anything with this. I can't hit the broad side of a barn with a contro- with a stick. Like, you know, I'm just really bad at it. So it, I always have been. I never really learned to play first-person shooters on a controller. So I'm, I get my, you know, my butt handed to me. Yeah. And I'm having a bad time. And that, like, reinforces my, like being a douche about my pc and it's funny (laughs) fortunately i only ever really did it to like one or two friends and like they just kind of like got mad and then that was the end of it like it was fine but i do regret it looking back and uh i don't know i think that's a thing a lot of kids that get into pc gaming early would go through because kids suck
0: yeah yeah that's fair all right what have you been playing Actually, I guess I can I can kick things off here. So because I I have two. The first one I want to talk about is Super Auto Pets. Oh my god. Uh, So okay, so a lot has changed in Super Auto Pets since the last time I've spoken to it. They've introduced a new expansion pack with brand new pets, obviously, which all have different abilities, which means like completely different
1: gameplay. Is that the one Northern Lion refers to as pay to win?
0: so pay to win was the first expansion pack
1: i don't know what he's calling the second one but um but
0: more interestingly they've also introduced a weekly pack system so every week i think every sunday or something the weekly resets and has brand new animals in it and they the animals are pulled from packs one two and three and it's it's always a different, you know, combination of animals from those three packs. But what's interesting is, right, like because the weekly changes every week, it's like the meta and the strategy also changes every week. So, every week if you play the weekly, it's like playing, you know, with a new set of rules. And that really keeps the game like super fresh, right? Like cuz like previously, you pick your pack, you play it, right? Like You know what animals you're getting, like, you know what the potential strategies and the metas are, and then you go. The weekly allows for more, like, spontaneity and creativity, which I really think is cool. They've also added a custom pack, which you can add animals from any of the packs you own, one through three, and create, like, your own custom team. I haven't really messed with that too much, but that is a cool feature, I think. But, like, I just really wanted to highlight how fun the weekly is. Uh, because like it really just keeps the game fresh and keeps you on your toes, and uh, I have lost more hours than I care to admit just like messing around with the weeklies uh, over the past few weeks. But uh, yeah, definitely a good way to give a shot in the arm to Super Auto Pets because otherwise you were just waiting for new expansion packs. If you got bored of like the current like meta or whatever, you you had you would have no choice but to wait for a pack, and who knows how many months that would take to release. But now with the weekly things stay interesting on, on a week-to-week basis. And I think that really is good for the health of the game. Uh, and I pl- continue to maintain that this is just, like, one of the funniest games ever made. Like, the little sound effects, like, the weird, like, emoji-like art style, like, all of it, like...
1: It's not emoji-like, they're it, just
0: emojis. They, okay, what's interesting is with the update, they have changed the art style. So oh. it's no longer just emojis. So it's custom art. But, like, they still look like emojis. <laughs> um, so, it's still just, like, it's just super goofy. Like, the little sound effects that play when you, like, buy an animal. And, like, the little, the pops and the the little, like, sound effects that play when you drag and drop them. It's all just so stupid. It makes me laugh every time I play it. I, I don't know why. But, like, I think it's a great game. It's super fun. And it's, like, uh you know, if you're... It's like Baby's first auto-battler in a sense, right? Like, it's not going to be overwhelmingly complex. So, if you wanted a gentle introduction into the auto-battler game genre, uh, while being, like, while having, like, a very cute and funny experience,
1: Super Auto Pets is a good way to do it. Alright, uh, Connor? Yeah, I, I haven't played a lot of games. I tried out Sniper Elite 5. Um, it's fine i really didn't get far enough into it to talk about it much but it's the only game i've played in the past week i think i've been very busy yeah it's kind of fun um kind of campy very double you know like double a feeling kind of as opposed to triple a uh it's fine i guess i i like like the feature set a lot like it's got like a dark souls invasion style thing it's got uh, cross-platform co-op, which I haven't had a chance to try out. But the fact that it's there excites me a lot. It's, it's fine. It's a sniper game. It's sniper fine. Elite Yeah. does what it says on the box. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Is it like a, like
0: Hitman style where you like go into a level and you have a t- target to snipe? Or like how does these, that work?
1: I think, I think that's where it's going. I really didn't get very far into it. It's these big open levels, much like Hitman. But so far, I've just kind of been doing objectives that involve me killing people along the way. I have to assume it's going to turn into killing targets eventually, but I just, I really haven't had time to play it much. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I watched my roommate play Sniper Elite 4 and it was, yeah, it was like Hitman, but it was all sniping. And nice. it's not funny at all. Like it's not, it's actually kind of gratuitous.
0: Right. Cause Hitman's very, uh, it, it's got a sense of humor, yeah. which I appreciate very much. A pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, how about you? Uh, let me look at my old Steam list here.
2: Uh, I did start playing My Friend Pedro. Finally. yeah, I've heard good things about the game. It's very stylish. Like, uh, for a side-scrolling kind of shooter game, there's nothing more stylish than kicking a frying pan in the air and then spraying bullets at it so it sprays bullets in another direction. (laughs) Like, there's just so many ways to cause gratuitous amounts of violence, and I love it. Like, I I used a shotgun to pulp a dude. Then kicked it, kicked like a chunk of him into another dude to kill him. Kind of levels of gratuitous, stylish violence, and then kick flipped off a dude and then kicked the skateboard into him. <laughs> like, nice. It's it's uh, it's just so so fanciful. You're led by a talking banana. I mean.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Forgot about that.
2: <laughs> You're killing things because the banana told you to do it. <laughs> Quite literally. But I've been having fun. It's very... I feel like I'm going to speedrun it at some point. I see the potential in me actually enjoying playing it through quickly. Nice. You got anything you know else? Uh, I played more V Rising, and I changed my opinion on it a little. Really? Yeah, it actually gets good after a little bit. Especially if the resources turned up and everything. Like, the combat actually is kind of fun.
1: I might have and to play more of it then. I really haven't. I, I haven't touched it since last week.
2: Yeah, you just have to turn the resources up to, like, do max. That.
1: Do you have to, like, uh, restart your game to do that? Or can you do that?
2: There, it, There's a JSON file, I think, that you can edit. Mm. Yeah, they don't have a setting in-game to change the server settings before you restart
1: restart it that's lame but i'm glad you can do it at all
2: yeah it's it's so dumb other than i really haven't been playing much in terms of variety
0: yeah i feel like we are in a little bit of a dry spell but that's okay you know like obviously everyone has backlogged and things they've meant to get to and stuff like that
1: oh wait no i've been playing through all the pokemon games i forgot oh yeah i was watching you stream soul silver a little bit
2: yeah i've been playing through uh I played through the Gen One remakes and just
0: finished those. Nice. They aged really well. Yeah. I can't oh, yeah. say
2: much about Soul
0: Silver because I didn't play Gen Two that much. Leaf Green, thing, Fire Red, still to this day, probably top
1: three Pokemon games for me. Fire but Red I, has this weird feature that I wish more games would have, where like when you turn it off, when you turn it back on, it like gives you a recap you of what you did last recap. time you played. That's so nice. Oh yeah, I forgot and about I, that. It annoys me in Fire Red specifically because I feel like it's so unnecessary. But like there are so many games where I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah. But just like,
0: imagine if you pick up Fire Red and then like come back to it six months later. I feel like yeah. that'd be pretty helpful.
1: I, I feel yeah, like
2: sure. like after playing through a little bit of Soul Silver, I didn't realize the difficulty spikes it threw at you for absolutely no reason. Cause I've gotten stuck on two gyms so far.
1: Stuck, wow. Soul Silver is really nice because it is Gen Four, and Gen Four has the Shiny Charm uh, glitch. It also has one of the
2: slowest rates of everything scrolling. Yeah, I didn't think
1: that carried into Soul
2: Silver. Does
1: it? No, it's everything scrolls so slowly. Huh? It's I,
2: miserable.
1: I didn't notice. Good thing
2: that. I have fast forward.
1: I was hanging out with a friend, and we uh, we did the Shiny Charm glitch. Is it Shiny or no? It's Cute Charm glitch. Where uh, if you have a, if you get the right trainer number, which is RNG manipulation, and then you have a Pokemon with cute charm, uh, you can increase your shiny odds to one in four.
0: That's absurd.
2: Yeah, I think but literally my uh, my luck is super high right now because the first thing I do when I walk into a new route after going through a burnt tower is encountering Entei.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> literally first patch nice. of grass. Not I didn't even, even know you could that early.
2: I didn't know either. I couldn't catch him because I didn't have the setup for him.
1: Yeah. But he, I encountered him. I found him. Nah, I did the cute charm glitch and I was doing an all shiny run, but I only made it to like the third gym before I just kind of got old.
2: Yeah, those those gyms in Soul Silver really do wall you pretty hard. Yeah. Like Whitney walled me and then the Ghost Trainer walled me. Did
1: you guys check out uh, Minecraft 1.19 at all? No. I have not. That came out. I've played it a little bit, but I literally haven't seen any of the new 1.19 features. I just kind of like playing Minecraft every once in a while. Yeah. But uh, people are calling it the mild update, and I am inclined to agree. It really, they added the deep dark and everything, and the ancient cities and all, but there's only like one reason to go down there, and it's not that good, and it just kind of, if they'd have had it done in time to be in the, uh, the Caves and Cliffs update, I feel like it would have been super hype. And the fact that they're just kind of piecemealing all this stuff, I honestly think it's probably the worst managed project I've ever seen, like, at this scale. And Microsoft yeah, seems actually kind of, like, that's all they're capable of these days, like, because Halo Infinite and Minecraft both feel like they're not being managed well at all. Yes,
0: I, yeah. I, I've i always said this about Microsoft, and I, d- I know it, like, comes off kind of weird because of... My you know bias towards Sony, but I do feel like Microsoft, from a like I guess a management perspective, have yet to prove themselves. Right, like obviously their Forza Studio can constantly deliver consistently, but aside from that, like their studios have yet
1: to demonstrate to me that they can put out quality exclusives. Like Minecraft specifically, just like this update, all it really added it added the mangrove swamps, which have frogs in them. That's cool. It added the Alley, which I expected to get cut. So, I'm actually happy that that got in there. That's cool for Redstone. And then it added the Ancient Cities, which were supposed to be in an update literally over a year ago now. That, that was originally planned to be out. And like, I'm not mad that it took them a long time to do it. That That's fine, whatever. But because we knew about it for so long... And, like, they piecemealed us, like, 1.17, 1.18, and then it was all the way to 1.19 before we actually had everything. Mm -hmm. I just don't care anymore. Like, it just doesn't feel like any of these updates alone were meaningful. And because I didn't experience them all at once, I don't care. It would have been better to have a two-year dry spell and then get a big update, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like... I don't know. That's kind of how my experience with Minecraft is at the moment because I don't think I've played for a couple years now. So I think the next time I play, it'll
1: be. Oh well, if you if you have, have significant additions update, yeah. the new caves are actually amazing. Like they're they're very fun to explore. It's extremely fun. Like one point eighteen was a good update. It's just it was only a good update because I didn't play one point seventeen at all <laughs> because it was right. a bad update. And maybe that's how one point nineteen will be. One point twenty will be decent it's got such a good foundation it's just like there's no reason to go to these ancient like they added these super scary areas and realistically you just shouldn't go to them there's nothing there
0: (laughs) yeah maybe there's gonna be stuff there later but that yeah exactly but
1: why did they why did they release it yeah
0: all right so the final game so just uh yeah i've been traveling quite a bit right and The Switch is the perfect companion for for that sort of thing. So I've finally had the opportunity to play Bowser's Fury. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, Connor, you've been singing this game's praises for for a long time now. I don't know if I'd go that far yet, but it is certainly extremely impressive. And it certainly is opening my eyes to what they can really do with Mario, right? Because, like, it's similar to Odyssey in the sense that you have these wide open areas with like collectibles. In this case, you know, in Odyssey was moons. In this game, it's cat shines. You have these cat shines all over the place, but unlike Odyssey, I feel like all of the cat shines have very interesting mechanics and like little puzzles on how to how to actually get them. And Whereas, like, like with Odyssey, in this game, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Whereas with Odyssey, I feel like it was almost a sense of like there were too many moons. Which meant like a lot of them were just like a slog to get.
1: Yeah, I forget. There's only like 60 cat shines or something. I yeah, think.
0: I think I have like 22 of them already.
1: Yeah, um, it's not a long game. It took me like five hours to 100% it, but.
0: Yeah. And like, I I really, really like it. Like, um, uh, it's it's definitely, I think, Nintendo. after I've said this before, but having played it, really reaffirmed it. But this is Nintendo experimenting and proving what they can do with Mario 3D Mario in an open world format and I do think it's very cool that like how the mechanics work with like Bowser and everything granted like the Bowser fights are not very interesting probably the least interesting part of the game but how when Bowser appears the levels change right and certain things you can only access while Bowser is active and Bowser's only active for you know like a minute or something like that so I don't yeah. know, it's really cool how, like, the entire world is just there, right? Like, every other Mario game, 3D Mario game, you just, you have to, like, hop into paintings in 64, or, like, you know, into planets or worlds or, or, or whatever. the Odyssey somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But, like, everything's just laid bare in this game, and you can, you see somewhere you can go there, which, you know, like, is a very common thing in video games, but Mario has not really delivered on something like that yet. And it works super well in that like the puzzles like on a micro level exist for Mario to go through or whatever, but whenever you become like a kaiju when you fight Bowser, those same like intricate little island level things, you can even like jump on those. They act as like the entire little platforms that previously you were like progressing through as like a level act as like platforms now because you're big. And it's just cool seeing that sense of scale uh being implemented and it just making sense it it just i guess what i'm getting at is that like you can tell how thoughtfully designed this is and it's really impressive
1: yeah i i see people i've heard arlo specifically recently like begging for an odyssey 2 i would much rather have a full-length bowser's fury than an odyssey 2 i like odyssey i don't think it begets a sequel in the same way that bowser's fury begets a full game
0: so okay so the only so there's a couple things in odyssey i like better than uh bowser's fury one is the move set right
1: like mario felt better to control in odyssey in my opinion right so that there's like this um there's this issue where like the better it feels to control mario the harder it is to make actual difficult platforming like Mario has so many moves in Odyssey that, like, the platforming is basically effortless at any point in that game. and It's it's very difficult to make it hard at all, so, like, they had to take a lot of, you know, a lot away in, like, 3D World and Bowser's Fury to make the platforming actually hard to do. And my other point in favor of Odyssey,
0: which isn't, this one's kind of a cheat, because, like, Bowser's Fury is a very short kind of, like, experiment. But Odyssey just had more, I feel like uh the levels were better in the yeah, sense they that like they were places. they were yeah. places they had better music they were vibrant they were colorful i wanted to explore them everything takes place on these islands in Bowser's Fury and granted the islands have some variety there's like a snowy island there's like a wasteland island etc but like they just feel like and obviously yeah obviously like that's not a real complaint because like if they implement a full game like a if they take the Bowser's Fury template and make a full 3D Mario out of
1: it, obviously it's going to have the same level of, like, really nice I what that would stages like, and though. stuff like that, yeah. Like, would it be like a Mario Odyssey where, you, you know, it has a couple of really big worlds, or would it be one big? I really don't know. Well, I would
0: think, right, like, it would have, like, an open area with scattered... Like ways to get the collectibles. Like they're like yeah. on the on the lake or whatever in this game. Like yeah. when you're riding the what's what's Nessie? Plessy. Plessy. When you're riding Plessy, like there are cat shines you can get just like going between islands, just like isolated little puzzles, like on the ocean, which is really cool.
1: It is, yeah. And I
0: imagine like whatever they do for the follow to this game, whether it's an ocean, whether it's like a like a Hyrule-esque field or something like that whatever the connective tissue is between like the levels that they'll be dotted with like interesting things to do. Like, I think, I just, I just think there's, game. there's so much potential here that has been showcased. Yeah. Uh, which is, which really makes me excited for the next Mario game. Like, I feel like, and this is like an eye rolly comment um, almost, but like we might see like a breath of the wild Mario type game. And I think it could actually work really well. i I already see it it's super
1: mario bros the movie the game
0: gosh yeah (laughs) but yeah like i I, i'm really enjoying my time with bowser's fury um and it's it's just a shame it's so short right like i've already uh, uncovered the whole map and i've only played for like what like a couple hours at this point yeah Um,
1: yeah but granted the map changes like the levels change a little as you
0: yes i science. have noticed that right yeah. like you, if you go back to previous areas they're slightly different there's new catch shines you can get there etc and but it is
1: it. it's a short experience i like it because like if i'm gonna replay a mario game i'm way more likely to go to uh bowser's fury than i am odyssey just because, yeah. like for a replay i don't want it to take a billion hours or whatever you know, Odyssey took a very long time to
0: 100%. Right, yeah. And also, no- like,
1: I don't know, but Odyssey doesn't have replay value in the same way, in my opinion. Unless you're going to, like, speedrun it or something, it doesn't have the same replay value. Because a lot of the stuff in Odyssey was a novelty, and it was really fun to discover it, kind the of, world, explore that yeah. world. But once you've already seen the world, there's no... I, I have felt no value in returning to Mario Odyssey, whereas... Like 3D World, I've played through more than once, and I think for the same reason, 3D World was fun more than once. Bowser's Fury would be fun more than once because the platform, well, you know, the skill-based side of it is there.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic game. I'm there glad is. I finally uh, took the opportunity to play it. It's perfect for like travel oh, and stuff because you the can plane. like yeah, yeah, little bite-sized chunks of that game. All of it's good. It's that's another thing. Like it's because it's so short, like. There aren't really, there are no like filler cat shines in my opinion. Like they're all interesting to a degree, right? I like, and I did not
1: mostly with the did not feel that in Odyssey. Yeah, there are some filler cat shines. Like there are a few where you just have to get Fury Bowser to like break a block or something, and you get a cat shine or towards the very end there's like a magic island that like moves around and you have to like get to the island at the right place to get the shine those feel a little fillery but there's less than 10 filler shines in the game i think
0: i don't know just as a whole it feels really tight it feels concise and it feels packed to the brim with really good level design and creativity yes so that's it for me yeah you're gonna say something else i'm good i'm done okay All right, I think that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us at Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc., any podcast services you use. Click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye.